Let's go, let's go. What's up, guys? Hey, it's Brian Nige, Faith and Barbells. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, man, December 7th, 2017. Fly- time flies by. My gosh. First of all, it's a big day today. I want to um, give thanks to all of, uh, of course, to the Lord Jesus for, you know, giving us his co- the covenant of life and, and freedom. And secondly, um, you know, Thank you to all the um, the men and women who died and gave their lives on Pearl, at Pearl Harbor when um, when we were attacked, and so we honor them and and the tragic day in America's history. But we came through, and we are a better country now, loving people and and helping people. And you know, when it boils down to it, we really love people. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff in the news today. A lot of craziness, people talking about this and talking about that. and But honestly, we uh, America loves people. I mean, I know we've had a history of, uh, of things uh, that we did wrong, and, and that's everybody. You know what? Everybody, take a look at Stop classifying yourself as a class. You know, I'm this, I'm that. Take a look at yourself as a person. And you haven't been perfect. Right, we all we all have mess up. So, let's just forgive. Let's just go forward, fight against hatred, and um, keep on going. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Brian Knight, and um, I said that already. Um, it's another edition episode, a lot, <laughs> and I'll have it on the episode number. But um, it's been a good it's been a good week. Uh, a little update on things. I cla- I qualified for the American Open Series and at the Arnold. I'm pumped about that. I'm uh, that's March first. I'll be up there lifting. So man, that's exciting. Are you kidding me? I mean, the first time to lift with big namers on the big stage. I know it's not the finals, but it's exciting, man. And um, I qualified. I I um. I snatched 101, clean and jerk 124, and to total 225, which isn't the best ever, but it's enough. That's what, that was my main goal going to this meet, just um, just total 225 or more, and get to the Arnold because I'm gonna have a good week. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun times. I mean, the Arnold's gonna be great. I'm gonna lift, but also. I'm going to go up there and enjoy the festivities, meet meet some of my um, people I listen to on podcasts, people I look up to in, in weightlifting, in life, really. Um, anyway, so it's exciting. That was Saturday I, I qualified. Man, the place was hot, dude. Uh, I'm saying dude to all you, but I'm telling you, the place was hot. And I'm, when I mean hot, I mean it was like 90 degrees in there. 90 degrees. I literally weighed in. 
I know I'm, I'm not the, the lightest person ever. I weighed in about 310. And I came home and I was 300 flat. I'm not kidding. I'm a big guy. I'm 6'3", right? I'm not a small person. And I literally sweated out 10 pounds. Man. So if you need to cut weight, you can do it. <laughs> Just go lift there. It was at uh, Texas Drink Systems. Um, TSS Barbell. And, uh, yeah, yeah, good times. Had a few people I knew, a few Team Doom members I knew, Dark Orchestra from John North's team. And, um, man, I loved it. So, so anyway, World Weightlifting has just happened. That was this weekend also. And this week, that was exciting. America did really well. It's good stuff. Um, so it's just a lot of things going on in weightlifting. It's a fun sport. You know, it's really you versus that barbell. And once you learn how to do some things and learn how to lift with a little bit of technique, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Well, I love that grind and the clean and the snatch and the jerk and standing up and just grind away with those weights. It really teaches you a lot of stuff about yourself, like who you are, you know, and, and who, what this sport really does is open your eyes to yourself so you never tried it you gotta pick up a barbell join a gym try weightlifting it's a great thing it, it keeps you mobile it keeps you healthy it keeps your heart beating it's awesome and you compete with yourself you're just constantly competing with yourself so well praise god he is good jesus is lord i'm telling you it's great Great thing to love to love God. <clears throat> Great thing. Um, well, I'm going to finish uh, around this last uh, podcast about rejoicing and being thankful. I want to um, I want to read a couple scriptures real quick. First Corinthians <clears throat> um, chapter number fifteen. Which we've talked about before. I've read this before, but I want to refresh our memory here. First uh, Corinthians 15. You know, if you have a Bible, if you're somewhere listening to this, get your hands on the Word of God. It's digitally, you know, digital Bibles are great. But, you know, that's not, I mean, having the physical thing in your hand reading it with your eyes on paper it's awesome okay 55 so put away corruption so when this corruption shall be put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying death is swallowed up in victory O death where is your sting Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. <laughs> uh, verse 57, but thanks be to God, which give us, gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Therefore, any my my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding the in the work of the Lord, 
for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Give thanks, he says. He gives us the victory. Right? So if you're looking for something to give thanks for, you know, let's say you're having a bad day, bad week, bad month, bad year. <laughs> you know, it's a mindset. It's a, it's a mindset. You really, it, it really is. Uh, turn over if, in your in your. Second Corinthians two fourteen, a couple of page or two. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus, or in the Anointed One, and with that anointing, in His anointing, and maketh manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. I mean, there's a lot in there. I'm not going to get into the making manifest the Savior, but that's an interesting topic about your, your, you know, being things revealed to you. Um, but give thanks. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. I mean, how can we not be thankful when God gives us the victory? We're always triumphing. He calls us more than conquerors. You know, see, when, when, and I want you to know, we're going to go over here in a few minutes and talk about um, the main thing in this, but you have to remember, life brings struggles. Uh, Flip over to Psalms 78 once again. Life brings struggles, period. I mean, Jesus said it, it rains on the just and the unjust, both, right? In this world... You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's problems happen. I mean, we're we live in a world full of sin. I mean, we sin, our neighbors sin, our fathers sin, their grandfathers sin. It's not any bad. It's not. Any, it's not like it's. You can't just take that away. You cannot sin, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to have trouble. Even Jesus had trouble. I mean, they killed him. Let's read Psalm 78, 40. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, or yes, they they turned back and they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. So when we give thanks to God for the triumphs, we don't limit God. We give him unlimited status. Right? We, when we don't give thanks, when we stop thanking and praising him for the victory and for the good deeds he's done for us, and we remember those things, we take the reins off Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father to do great things in our lives. Oh, that's just a cliche. No, it's not a cliche. This is a real deal. The, when you're thankful, the more you're thankful, the more thank, thankfulness comes to your life. Meaning you're, 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 you're full of hope. You're feel more full of joy. 
you're 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 happy you're 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 just in good mood i'm i'm reading a book right now um called tools of titans by tim ferris um but he did an experiment um where he had um he had two he, every um every hour he he just sat and thought about two people and he was and he just was hope he hoped and believed that they would be happy right he did this for for uh for every hour two people he thought about two different people and just believed and and, and wished that they were and hoped that they were happy and, and thought about them being happy and you know what that did to him it changed it changed his whole day he commented in the book and even said, I found myself saying, why am I so happy now all the time? So what you think about, what you talk about, what you, what you bring out in yourself, that's a manifest in your life. You have whatever you say. You reap what you sow. And it happens the same way when you give thanks and rejoice to God. It softens your heart. It does something to your spirit and your soul that you just can't quantify except in your presence and how you feel and how you, how you see life. Not to mention the, when you're down and depressed and you just sit there and wallow in your, your self-pity and, and you wallow in, oh, poor me, look at nothing's good. You're limiting yourself. You're limiting God. You're limiting, even Cain limited himself. If you remember the story of in Genesis, Cain in his own words limited and cursed himself where God had to protect him. Right? God said, because you've killed your brother Cain and because of this, you, what happens is now you're going to be a vagabond and a wanderer through the earth, you know, it's only going to produce a quarter of of what it should have done and so on and so forth. And Cain said, oh my God, this is too hard for me. This is way too hard for me. And I, everywhere I go, I hope people are going to want to kill me. I just, I want, you know, um, and, and Cain and God said to Cain, he said, no, 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 I, that, that I'm going to stop you. I'm going to put a sign on you. I'm going to mark you um, because um, I'm, this is going to protect your life. So I'm not sure what the, exactly. Nobody knows what that mark exactly was. But because Cain cursed himself, he limited his future. Right? And that's what you do. And that's what we do. That's what I do. When I don't rejoice and when I dwell on my, my failures and my dwell on life's failures... You cannot dwell on those things. We have to dwell and we have to talk about the good things and the positive things. It's not just positive talk, you know, transcendentalism or whatever, you know, and, and thinking oh, only good thoughts. And that's great. That sounds great. Transcendentalism is not great, by the way. Right. You're opening yourself up spiritually to the whole other realm of the dark side. But it's not just that whole esoteric. Uh, oh, get out of yourself and, and get into the spirit of talking only good things. That sounds great, but this is different. This is giving God thanks and glory 
for causing you to move forward and have victory through him. Because that's really where it is. It's not the universe, as so many people say. Oh, the universe is so good to me. It's no, it's Jesus. It's what he did on the cross. It's, he gave his blood. He, he brought us back in communion with the Father and the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. So powerful. So powerful. That's why the New Testament is such a big revelation. You know, praise God for the law, the Old Testament, the law, the prophets. They really revealed God to us. They, they brought us Jesus. But then Jesus brought us a new and living way, Paul writes. A new and living way. You know, so the, where, the, where the law failed, the blood and the anointing, much more grace, much more abounds. Because the law fails. It did not make us perfect. It's a great, it's a great template. If you want to do some of that stuff, great. But, but remember, if you feel like you're justified by the law, and not by faith, well then, you got to do the whole law. Anyway, side note. So we give thanks right now for the things that he's done and he's doing and continuing to do in the future. Right? We don't stop. We don't reserve ourselves from giving thanks. You, you, we have to practice that. Even if you don't do it, practice it. Practice it daily. Wake up in the morning, and even if you're, ah, you know, this day is, I feel like, blah, blah. No, it's okay. We all have that. We all have those moments. But you practice, all right? You practice in the morning. Praise God. Praise God. You've given me a life. You've given me breath. My heart's beaten. Jesus is still on the throne. The Father is still the head of all. Power and glory is his. Praise God. <laughs> so, you know, you can't be... I got, I got this statement from a wonderful man of God named Keith Moore. You cannot be thankful and unthankful at the same time. Now, think about that. You cannot be thankful and unthankful at the same time. You can't just be, oh, I'm nothing. No, you're either unthankful or you're thankful. And you have to make the choice. I'm in the middle of writing a book, and I'm going to finish this book in the next few months. This is called Everything is a Decision. And you have to decide, are you unthankful or are you thankful? All right? Because thankfulness connects you to faith and victory. You cannot be a doubter, a depressed, oh, poor me, pitiful me person and be victorious. <laughs> no. Even if you have some money, even if you have a house and a car and whatever, you're not victorious. No, you're depressed. You're sad. You're lonely. You're... Even with family, you're lonely, you're nothing, just blah, 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 pity, poor party all the time. Nothing's right. You, thankfulness is what connects you to victory. It connects that f connection, that faith connection. To f you, if you connect to faith and you, you're attached to that victory, right? Because remember, it's, it's a victory. Jesus, his victory overcome the, came the world right? 
it's the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's our exciting, powerful testimony that what God has done for you. You all have one. I'm telling you. It's amazing. Amazing. You have to remember that. Remember um, Mark 16. Let's go there real quick. Um, I wanna, I'm, I'm trying to get to 1 Kings. I want to lay one more thing down. Mark chapter 16. <clears throat> um, Peter. This is towards the end of Jesus' life. Um, Peter's talking here. Uh, starting in verse 13. Let's read this. Wait, what? Oh, oh, is that Mark 16? Oh, my gosh. Matthew, my bad. I read that wrong. Forgive me. Humans. But I'm still thankful. <laughs> but that's it. You have to rejoice. You have to learn to rejoice. Even in failure, you have to realize, oh, you know what? I, I, learned, I learned what that word is. It's not Mark. It's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew 16, okay, um, excuse me, Matthew 16, look at verse 13 real quick, and let's read this. When Jesus came to the um, coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I am? Um, and, and he said, and, and they said, some say you are John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And Jesus said, but who say that you who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said to him, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto, unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And notice that God is revealing things to him. So God's clearly communicating. He's talking to Peter. He's showing him things. So it's not like Peter's just some evil guy. <clears throat> right? Uh, verse 18, and I say unto you, you're a rock that, that, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of the heaven. Of, um, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever shall you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse 20. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ or the anointed one. <clears throat> Further down, and, and then um, then Peter took him and began to rebuke. Um, okay, so from that time forth began Jesus to show the disciples now that he must go into Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised again the third day. Peter took him and rebuked Jesus, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be, this shall not happen to you. Verse 23, and then I want you to notice this. I want you to notice this. Because honestly, think about it. God, you have to, you got to know the will of God. Right, you do. You can I mean Jesus. He knew the Word of God. He knew who he, he was. He knew the Old Testament. He studied. He listened to the voice of God. Remember, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he knew his calling. 
and even his closest friends. I mean, think about it. A man of God, Peter, I would consider Peter a man of God. God revealed to him who Jesus was. He said, I am Jesus. I am the anointed one. Don't tell people this. God's revealed it to you, but don't spread that right now, right? I mean, so these clearly people, God, are commu- he's, they're, they're communicating, and, and God's revealing things to Peter. So I want you to get that. Peter's not just a, a Joe Schmo. So what happens? Jesus reveals to him, this has to be done to me. So Peter's like, whoa, 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 I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you safe. I mean, I'm going to give my life for you. He said, you die, I die. And, and, and Jesus Jesus stops in his tracks. And instead of, you know, caressing Peter and and just letting that happen and just allowing Peter to, to you know, to, to kind of change the situation and, and, and console Jesus and, and, and be that guy who says, it's okay, Lord, I'm going to be there. You don't have to suffer this stuff. No, no, no. He, Jesus knows, he knows the right thing. So he stops immediately and condemns the lie, the lie of you don't have to do this. You don't have to go through with this. You don't have to fulfill the calling of God. That's a huge point. Because if you, if you don't immediately stop, right? He, if you don't immediately rebuke the enemy, because he will put his tiny little finger in the crack of, of fear, of doubt, and he will pull that open and come in all the way. And then we fail. That's how he does it. Right? You have to immediately and I love this about him. It says, but he turned and said, like, like instantly, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For you savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So Jesus shows us you can instantly and turn to the spirit of God. You can instantly fall back on the things that you're called to do and say no and stop the outside words that are trying to switch you. Even if they sound nice and pleasing, you have to know your calling. That's why we get in this Bible every day. That's why we listen to the Holy Spirit every day. You got to know your calling. I know I'm a little long this time, but stay with me because pity Pity, non, not, not a joyful attitude, not a thankful attitude, but a self-pity attitude. See, Jesus could have gotten a little bit of self-pity here, right? He could have, he could have listened, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hurting. Peter's saying he'll, he'll protect me. I'm going to be hurting. But he knew his mission. He immediately stopped it. Because remember, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And that's why you have to instantly open your mouth and rebuke, condemn whatever forces are coming against you. Whether it's evil, even if it's like hidden forces. Like, like, like here, Satan was using Peter to stop the plan of God. Right? 
<laughs> All right, one more. First Kings chapter 21. Let's go there real quick and I'll finish this up. But I want to show you, my point is, I want to show you how self-pity will destroy. It'll cause murder. It's satanic. What? Self-pity, satanic. Yeah. Yeah, because what you do is you forget the things that God has done. You forget what Jesus has given us. Right? I mean, how many times have has anybody ever had an episode of self-pity? A weekend of self-pity, a day of self-pity, a couple hours where you go lay on the bed. You go lay on the couch all depressed and sad. And you've woke and you come out of it and been like, oh, I needed that. No, no. No, sometimes you just got to get woken up. You know, you got to stay woke. Somebody's got to shake you a little bit sometimes to get you out of that. Or sometimes people never get out of it. All right, First Kings 21. Remember, self-pity causes death. It causes the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? Ahab, King Ahab here, he let self-pity destroy someone. First Kings 21, let's look at it. And it came to pass after these things, and, and Naboth the, the Jezreelite had a vineyard, uh, which was in Jezreel, um, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Ahab spoke unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, and, and I have it for a garden of herbs. I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give it to you. For I'll give you a better vineyard, and it seems good to you. I will give you the, the worth of it in money. Right? So he's going to give him a vineyard. He said, Hey, I want this vineyard. I want this vineyard. I'll buy it from you. In money, or I'll give you another vineyard. I'll swap it out for you. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto you. And Ahab came into his house and was. And Ahab, check verse 4. Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because the word which Naboth of Je, the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his head and turned away his face and would not eat bread. So look at this guy. Just It says he was heavy. And you all know how that feels. Self-pity, sadness, depression. Right? So this Ahab wants this vineyard for whatever reason. He wants it for his herbs or feels good, whatever. Um. So the boy is, the king here, just depressed. And he's getting wallowing in self-pity. And I'm telling you, I know I'm harping on this term, but you got to listen because... We all do it. I'm not not talking to you. I'm talking to me. We all get into this thing. What about me, Lord? Why am I why am I not in this in this position, Lord? Why am I not there yet, Lord? Why have you not given me? Why am I not this and that? So um it even says he turned away his face, laid down on his bed, and did not eat. Verse 5, but Jez, uh, Jezebel, his wife, came to him. And can you hear this? 
and said, Why is your spirit so sad that you eat nothing? But you know how she you know how it is. She walked in, Oh honey, what's going on? And he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite and said unto him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it please you, I will give you another vineyard. I will not give thee thy vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Do you now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Verse 8, So she wrote letters in Ahab's name. Right, so this self-pity guy finds that his wife is about to do some bad stuff because he's so down and depressed. Instead of being a king, he's a king. He rules Jerusalem. And he's, he's depressed about one vineyard. I don't care how good it was. He's got everything. And he's pouting like a little child, not getting his way. Now, I know this is extreme, but we go there sometimes, all of us. And even in the smallest areas can grow into these big self-pity party pout, pouting sessions. Oh, poor me. Why haven't I gotten enough money? Why do I have the right car? Why are they all... They don't like the way I look. I'm too tall. I'm too short. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Of course, we can critique ourselves in areas. But when we get into that, when we wallow in that, in that pity party, that's when the enemy creeps in like Jezebel and starts to take over. Oh, I'll do it for you. I'll make it happen no matter what the consequences. Well, look, if you keep reading the story. Jezebel, she wrote letters in Ahab's name, lying, and sealed them with his seal, sent letters unto the elders and the nobles that they were in his city dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people, and set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king. And then carry him out, stone him that he may die. And the men of the city, the elders and the nobles who were in the inhabitants of the city, did as Jezebel had sent unto them. And it was written to the letters that, that which she had sent unto them. They proclaimed a fast. They set him on high. And there came two men of the children of Belial and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him. They lied against Naboth in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him until he died. Lied. And Jezebel, then they sent word to Jezebel, saying Naboth was stoned and dead. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take your possessions to the vineyard of Naboth and Je the Jezreelite, which... He refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth, when a when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Naboth rose up to go to, to the vineyard of Naboth and Jezreelite to take possession of it. <laughs> so, check that out. This all this could have been stopped. All the this murder 
could have been stopped. This lying. Not only did, look at this, Ahab not only affected him, but this unthankfulness, this, 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 uh, this heart of, of uh, depression, this heart of sadness that he let overwhelm him to the point of not eating, just laying down, you know, oh, honey, I'll take care of it for you. It just allowed, it affected the whole, a whole people in the city. Naboth died. Two people lied about it. Capital punishment should happen now to these people. And the wife of the king conspired it all. If you continue to read, the word of the Lord come, comes to the prophet and tells him, um, that you're done, buddy. If you don't repent, you're finished. You're going to die early. You're going to die horribly. There's going to be no name ever remembered of you. You're no, no sons and daughters are going to, um, out. they're not going to live. They're not going to have a namesake. And Ahab does one thing that we should all do is he falls on the mercy of God. And he repents before God. And God saves him. And the punishment takes place on his kids. But remember that. There's a way out. Even if we get this far, there's always a way out. But it doesn't have to go that far. Self-pity brings destruction and death Remember, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Self-pity, wallowing in that old dark place of, look at me, poor me, that is from the enemy. And that's why I say self-pity is satanic. It's not celebrating the victory of God. It's not giving thanks to God who always causes us to triumph, who has made us an overcomer, right? We are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, not by sitting on our bed, laying on the couch, oh, sad, look at me, blah, blah, blah. So remember that. Take anything away. From this, uh, this message this week. Hang on to the victory God gave us. Hang on to it. Because in him, we all have victory. You just have to choose him. Right? And you have to choose the way you want to walk. Not down the, the, the path of self-righteous, self-pity. I should have entitlement. Everything should be given to me. But, but the way of thankfulness. Thank God that you've given me life. Thank God that I have a piece of food right now. Thank God I'm warm in, inside a, a cold a cold world. It's warm in the home. I have a heater. I have a fire. You know, you find those things. Be thankful. A good practice is every day write down three things you're thankful for. Practice it. Write it down. Get a journal. Forget this technology that you have to type everything out on the computer. No, get a journal the old-fashioned way. Get your pen and paper. Write it down. I'm thankful for one. I'm thankful for two. I'm thankful for three. 
Start practicing that. It will change your life. All right? I love y'all. Be blessed. Be blessed. Take, 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 listen. Take a listen into what I'm doing. I'm talking about here. Because this is a powerful key that will change you for good forever. All right? Well, you guys be blessed. Reach out to me on Twitter, Mr. Neitch. Um, and if you don't know the Lord and you're listening to this, the first step is to call on the name of Jesus. He said, if you call on him, he will reject you for no reason. Right? You can come to him and he will not reject you. doesn't matter what you've done. Call out to him today. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I want to know you. Be my Lord and Savior. And I accept you right now. If you do that, praise God. You're in the family. You came, you, you're born again. Right? Tell somebody. Get into a church. Send me an email at bnight at gmail.com. Um, or hit me up on Twitter, whatever. You guys... It's exciting. If, you, if you've done that, it's exciting. You, you got to let somebody know. But till next time, you guys be blessed. Remember, Jesus is Lord. <laughs>